Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. The scripture reading this morning is from Psalms chapter 65, verses 1 through 8. Praise awaits you, our God. In Zion, to you our vows will be fulfilled, you who answer prayer. To you, all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you chose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds, God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, who form the mountains by your power having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations. The whole earth is filled with awe of your wonders, where the morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. The scripture lesson this morning is from James 5, verses 13 through 18, and Acts 4, 23 through 41. <clears throat> Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sin to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. <clears throat> Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. And from Acts 4, verses 23 through 31, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. <clears throat> when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. 
After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. So how has your breakthrough prayer been going? How have we been doing? I, 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 re, I did receive a video. Uh, in fact, maybe I'll, I'll ask and maybe I'll share that next week. Uh, but maybe some of you other, some others would share uh, videos of them praying this breakthrough prayer uh, so that we can all experience and witness this together. I mean, have you been able to add it to your existing prayer life? Maybe you've started praying more regularly with this prayer. But I guess the other question that I would have for you, have you noticed anything? Have you noticed anything, any new insights, new visions, new dreams? What are those places where God is speaking through this breakthrough prayer? I encourage you, as I did last week towards the end of the message, we talked about these, these cards on the table in the back. Uh, and it is also, for all of those online, it is linked on our comment section. It is that, uh, that card that is kind of a testimony card. Something that you can share where you have experienced Jesus in this past week, in worship, this morning. And so I want you to share that because sharing it so that we can then share it together as a congregation. It is so good to be able to experience different things and to experience them through others. I mean, that's what a lot of the small groups, you know, when we get into those Sunday school classes and we're able to talk in those small groups and we learn so much from each other. And so we're continuing on in our worship series on the 531 Initiative and Breakthrough Prayer as we ask God to remove barriers to, and to reveal God's plan for not only our lives but also for the life of journey of hope. Remember that if we trust God, He will do immeasurably more than we could ever imagine or ask for? Are we ready for that? Are we ready? There was a story about a guy who, uh, this may not be exactly where prayer is going, but, but uh, a gentleman who, who came forward during a worship service when they were asking for prayer, and he, he approached the pastor and was looking for prayer that morning, and the pastor says, how can I pray for you? He says, I'd like, I'd like you to pray for my hearing. And so the pastor said, all right. So he laid his hand down and put his finger in his ear and prayed fervently for his hearing. And after he finished, he took his hands off the gentleman and said, so how was your hearing? And he says, I I'm not really sure. My hearing is next Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, so I encourage you to have your, your bulletins handy. It's got lines in there where you can take notes when you can, uh, when you can write down those places where God is speaking to you. Probably not in that joke. But, uh, but write down those moments where the Spirit is speaking to you this morning. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, we, uh, we come striving to hear your word. And so God, as your servants, we are listening. Speak to us today. And God, may the words that I speak no longer be my own, but that it would be your words for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So last week we talked quite a bit about prayer and how if we truly believe in the power of prayer, that prayer is not optional. It's not if we truly believe in this. But we also mentioned that prayer is not a one-sided conversation where we give our wish list to God and then ask him to answer all of our, our prayers. 
Prayer needs to be a conversation. Prayer needs to be a space where we can not only lift our concerns, but also a time of thankfulness, a time of praising God, and most certainly a time of listening, listening for the guidance that we long for. The specific prayer we lifted up last week was for God to remove the barriers that get in the way of God's plan for our lives and for the life of Journey of Hope. And that is a prayer that continues. Now, sometimes these barriers are ones that that are put up by society, but many times they're erected by us. We put up those barriers. Well, this week, I want to shift our focus a little bit. Closer to answered prayers. What I want to talk about are these conflux moments. Now, you may be wondering, what in the world is a conflux moment? Conflux, as I looked up in the dictionary, is a derivative of confluence, uh, which has a definition of a coming or flowing together, meeting or gathering at one point. So a conflux moment would be a space and time where things come together, where things come together. In our context, I would say that that it is when God meets us right where we are, and there is no doubt of God's presence at that particular moment. There is not a single doubt in your mind that God is present. Have you ever had one of those moments? where you just knew that God was present, probably because there would be no other way you would have made it through or without God's presence. I would venture to say that we probably all have had these experiences at different times in our lifetimes. It may have been a wonderful celebratory event, or maybe it was one of the lowest valleys of your life. Either way, God meets you in that space and offers just what you need to get through. These are moments when you cannot doubt God's presence or God's actions in your life. These are divine human encounters where the two flow together, inextricably connected. Have you had those moments? I mean, I look out across the, the congregation here, and I can imagine some that are watching uh, online, and I, and I know some of those moments that you've had. I know some of those places where you've been. Sue Nelson Kibbe uh, talks about conflux moments in her book, Floodgates. She talks about four different types of these moments, although I'm sure that there could be more. But what she mentions are these. It's Cognitive learning, intellectual insight, heart condition, not necessarily a heart condition, but you'll understand in a moment, and a spiritual nudge. Now, those nudges might not be just a a little nudge. They might be a spiritual nudge that you might need at a certain time. (laughs) But before we get into all of those, I want us to look again at the Scripture passage from Acts this morning, because here is a definite conflux moment. Peter and John go back to the gathering place with all the believers, not much unlike all of us gathered here. They've just come back with talks with the Sanhedrin. The talks didn't go very well and because they were thrown into jail for a little while. 
They finally encourage the Sanhedrin to let them go. And once out, they return back to the people, which is where we pick up our reading. And they told the people what had happened to them and about all the threats that they had heard. But instead of gathering a group of people to storm the Sanhedrin, they stopped and they prayed. They prayed. But if you notice, the prayer began with praising God and recalling past actions. Times when God's plan came through. It was at that moment that they began asking for what they needed. They needed abilities like healing and miracles, words to say, and the boldness to actually say them. In essence, they were asking for the Holy Spirit. And God's answer came. The building shook. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. This is a conflux moment. There is no doubt that God's presence and action is with them in this room. We can look back over history and see a lot of times when when there was no doubt of God's presence and action. I mean, think about it. Pillars of clouds in the sky by day, fire by night, a sea of water separating, water coming out of a rock, three men surviving a fiery furnace, one man beating a giant in battle with just a small rock, the birth of an infant that would save the world. All times when God's presence and action were on full display. And if we take the time, we can find so many others throughout Scripture. But you see, we can also look at our own lives and see times when we fully know that God was present. This again is where those little cards come in. So fill them out when you have those experiences or maybe when you remember those experiences. Wherever you experience a conflux moment, write it down and share it so that we can experience it too. All right, so back to all these moments. As I said, Kibbe talks about conflux moments in the areas of cognitive learning, intellectual insight, heart conditions, and spiritual nudges. So conflux moments can come in times of, of deep study. This may come through your personal study time, or it may be in small groups. It may be in the, in the Sunday school classes that we have here this morning, where you may be diving into Scripture and, and God reveals something to you in that space. You experience a new understanding through a lesson, and God reveals a little more about himself. Similar to that would be those conflux moments of intellectual insight. Maybe you've had some new knowledge that has come through that study time. But in those moments, you realize something completely different. I spoke earlier about a person who, uh, from a previous church who was challenged about all she thought and knew about the nativity. She heard about the historical location and how things would have actually looked at that time. And they were very different from the usual stable filled with straw, animals all around, and the shepherds and the magi gathering together at the same time to share that space. Many others in that group were grateful for the new insight, but for her it wasn't so much. But you see, this was an opportunity for intellectual insight and for God to reveal more knowledge to us about how we can grow in our faith. 
And those happen all the time. This might even come when we do some deep reflection on things going on around us in our everyday lives. I remember not so long ago, we had, a, we had this big thing called a merger. And one of the pieces was to choose a new name. And some of you have heard this story, and if you have, I'm sorry, but this is one of those times when, when I had this conflux moment. If you remember, we initially had something like 90 names that we had thrown out. It was almost like just throwing them on a wall, let them stick, and see what, see what happens. And so we narrowed them down over the course of a few months. And while I could certainly sense God's presence in those times as well, it really came when we had to had the names narrowed down to two. The merger team discussed the two and thought either would be a really good name, but it seems like we couldn't decide. One person, and I'm not really sure who that person was at that time, said, just throw the names in a hat and pull one out. So I was talking to Sherry about it, wondering if either name jumped out to her. I wanted to know what she thought of Living hope or journey? And I heard God speak through her as she said, Have you ever thought about combining the two names? What about journey of hope? (laughs) A conflux moment where God's presence was undeniable at that moment. Some of the conflux moments that we, that we most recognize would come from something that's, that Kibbe calls heart conviction, heart conditions, heart convictions, and spiritual nudges. And maybe you've had some of these. Heart convictions can come in the form of a calling, a sense that, that God is calling you to do something or to change something. Have you ever felt like you should do something, start maybe a ministry or just maybe just engage with an existing program? You ever felt that call, that tug on your heart to get a little more involved in certain things? I felt for the longest time that I needed to get involved with with younger married couples and to invest time into their lives, helping them to increase the bond that they not only had with each other, but the bond that they had with their Creator. God began working in the, in the hearts of some couples in the Lanark area. And a group began meeting, talking about marriages and kids and, and faith and what that all means. They wanted to learn more. They wanted to be better parents, better spouses, better Christians. They called this group Revive. And it grew because of personal invitations to other friends And before long, we had about eight couples that were gathering weekly. It was during this time that I once again felt this urge to to plan a retreat that would focus on marriages for those. Thrive was born out of this conflux moment, and and Sherry and I led seven couples on a three-day retreat. God's presence was amazing throughout that weekend as we saw relationships strengthened and people growing closer to God over those sessions that we led. Spiritual nudges are some of the most special times as well. I spent a a summer in a clinical pastoral education program at Rockford Memorial Hospital, the same hospital our daughters were born. 
I was given a specific floor to cover, and while I met with all of those on that floor, it was something else that caused me to have a conflux moment. And I'm expressing all of these from from my life, hoping that that those are going to spark something within you to think about those moments in your life. I was on call a particular weekend when a call came in for an emergency baptism. Now, I'm not going to talk about the theology behind an emergency baptism, but let's just focus on what was happening in the lives of this little family. The word came from the doctors that said this infant was, was not going to make it through the night. And difficult decisions needed to be made. And a few, after a few visits with the parents, they came to the decision with the doctors and nurses that they needed to end life support. I was there, standing with the parents and the grandparents as the machines shut down. And they said goodbye to this, to this precious soul. We were quickly moved into a private room in the NICU so that the family could have time to process all that had just happened. And I need to tell you, in that moment, I had no idea what to say. Or even if I should say anything at all. I remember praying to God in that moment that that God would give me the right words to speak. Maybe you've been in that position where, say, God, I, I don't know what to say. I need the words. Can you tell me what to say? Nothing was coming. I stood for what seemed like an eternity just off to the side of the family, and then I felt this nudge the spiritual nudge to go sit down just a little bit further away from the family. Of course, the questions came of, are you sure? Should I just, I don't know that I should sit down. I, know that, I don't know that I should take a step away. But trusting in this nudge, I sat down. I sat for, I, I, I really think it was about 30 minutes just sitting in the corner, praying, watching. It was after that 30 minutes that somebody in the family came over and asked if I would pray for them. So I prayed, told them that I would be just outside the door after the prayer, that I wasn't going anywhere, that that I would still be there if they needed anything. This was a major conflux moment in my life, but I didn't realize it until the next day. I stopped by to visit with the parents and, and the mother offered a few words of thanks. I didn't feel like I did anything. But what she said next revealed the conflux moment. She told me that she was grateful that I sat down. She noticed and was grateful that I sat down. Everything was swirling around her and her husband, and she didn't know that she could go on. Nothing in her life was certain anymore. However, she told me that when I sat down, it was a sign to her that God was still there and that God was not going to leave her side. This is the message that she received from a spiritual nudge that I had 
to sit down. That's when she said everything calmed down for her. The room stopped spinning and she felt God's peace in the middle of the biggest storm of her life. Two conflux moments happened that day. God's presence was felt by all in the room. We all have these moments in our life. The question is whether or not we can notice them. I also know that, we as, that as we journey along our 531 initiative, that more conflux moments are going to happen. I know they will. God's presence is here with us. And as we all continue on this journey of this 531 initiative, continuing to, to say that prayer, to believe in that prayer, to have those barriers and everything removed so that God can guide us and God can lead us, moments are going to happen. We need to celebrate those. That's why I keep encouraging you to, to write those things down on those cards. Because I think at, at some point as we receive some of these conflux moments that we're writing down, we're going to notice certain things. And we're going to hear God's voice in those. And it's going to guide us where we need to be. So share them. Share them with me. Share them on the cards or on the online forms. And then let me share all of those stories with all of you. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ so that we can be encouraged along our journey because I think as we hear other stories from other people, we're going to get encouragement. And we're going to get that, that, that encouragement that says we can take another step forward. We can take another step forward. And we can continue on our journey. Will you pray with me? disturbing God. There are times when, when things seem to just keep going along so well that we need disruptions, we need interruptions. And sometimes when we get into some of these, we, we share this breakthrough prayer and, and, and we sometimes feel that, God, this is a little too scary. That, man, what happens when, when you remove all those barriers? Maybe we feel like we're not ready for that. So maybe we need those times, we need those moments of encouragement. Those moments that we get from testimonies from our brothers and sisters. Those moments that we hear about your presence. Maybe even in a moment that, that we didn't realize until somebody else says something about it. And we go, oh yeah, God, that was you. So God, speak. Continue to speak through the service, through our lives, and through this Breakthrough Prayer Initiative. God, your servants are listening. In Jesus' name. Amen. So as we get ready to go forth from this place, know that you have these conflux moments. And, and I will share. But here's a moment. It says, it was on Christmas Eve.
at both services that I felt the Lord's Spirit around me and through me. I got goosebumps all over my body when we sang Silent Night. A conflux moment. Thank you, Jeff, for that wonderful moment. And so where are your moments? Where are those moments in your life? Uh, There's another moment? Oh, I didn't quite catch that. Thank you. So uh, Ted was sharing on Facebook, and this is a conflux moment, uh, was sharing that, uh, that in the hospital there was a time when, when Rosie's meds just weren't working and they couldn't figure out what was going on, and all of a sudden they all started to work. What a wonderful conflux moment for Ted and Rosie. You have those too. Share those. Share those either on the cards or on that form, or share them at the table across the oh, across the hall, or maybe in your small groups this morning. Share those moments that you have experienced God's grace and God's love and God's healing and God's peace. And when you do, make sure that as you leave this place knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you, and it goes with you always. Amen.